Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So I read an article this morning in an ink article. And the author talked about his experience of going and, you know, like, all right, I'm going to give Starbucks another chance. And he goes to Starbucks, he gets in the line. And of course it's backed up. It's crazy. It takes longer than it should. Everything that has been happening since the pandemic. And it takes him over 20 minutes to get a cup of coffee. And when he gets up to the window, right. They hand him his cup of coffee and says, hey, sorry for the wait. It's on us today. And this is the author's way of of taking care of disgruntled customers. What if we turned that around and use that same kind of idea to retain employees, you know, with employees who are struggling because we are short staffed with employees who are struggling with engagement with employees, you know, we're trying to retain them. What if we were to turn that around and say, what's our $4 cup of coffee internally? I have not read the article, so I'm only reacting to right. What I, what I'm hearing. And so my first thought is, okay, that strategy at Starbucks is a, is a customer satisfaction tactic. If we think about the strategy triangle, they're focused on operational excellence. Okay. They're not the best of the best coffee. Oh, they might disagree with that, but okay. However, (laughs) I, I don't believe that they are best of the best premium product. Okay. And I don't believe they are customer intimacy. I believe they are operational excellence they want to stand up a store and they want to have, they want to pump people through. Now I know that's they're they're that doesn't mean they ignore customers, et cetera. Okay. No, they're actually pretty good with customers. And they're really good with customers. And, and they really have strong process to get people moved through. Yeah. And so this is a way to say, hey, you know, you are inconvenienced. This isn't the experience we want. Here is our concession. Much like you go to a restaurant and your meal's not quite right. And they comp it or they give you a dessert or whatever that is. Okay. You know, that's fair. We're trading goodwill to have you be a promoter for us. Well, and to, you know, trade to say, Hey, we know that everything didn't go perfectly and we care enough about you that we want to make sure that you come back. I mean, that's really, that's, you know, come back, come back and come back again. And, and we won't always be perfect, but we know when we're not perfect. And so you know, in that spot, we just want you to still think we're great. Yeah. Yeah. So when I flip that to the, the, the rationale of employees, okay, this is so for, to to me, I do not see this the same um, because I step back and I think, okay, you're short staffed and you have someone or a group of someone's putting in extra effort to get something done. Yes, we should recognize them and do something for them. Okay, now is that extra pay? Is that a bonus? I I, it, no. I think that totally no. depends on 
what it is and your relationship with them. Okay. So I think there is something there. Well, and Scott, I'm feeling, tell you. I, well, I, I understand money. It's not money. I, I it's, know that. it's not okay. money. I mean, I, I have to say that. I mean, here's the piece is every time someone has to give, you know, we're asking someone to give us a little extra effort that we give them cash. We're teaching them to like, you know, Hey, I'm not going to do anything until I get cash. I mean, it's like having a kid and saying, okay, you know, um, if you do this chore, here's some money. Oh, now I need you to do the next chore. Here's some money. And they start saying, I'm not going to do chores until you give me money and not understanding that they're part of the family. They have responsibilities too. every family member has to contribute. And so, you know, I don't believe, I do believe in pay for performance. Don't get me wrong. Here's a base pay and you go above and beyond and do some stuff and you continue to turn that out. I'm going to reward the person that turns out more than the other. I totally get that part, but not in this, hey, chip in and help. Nope. In that chip in and help, I expect that. I do. Yeah, I, that's, we're, that's we're a team and we have to get it done. And, and yes, I mean, I think of my days. I mean, I can remember a very specific day, you know, I, I worked in restaurants in yeah, me too. Me too. And I can remember it snowed and it snowed so much that day. And we got to work and a bunch of people called off because they couldn't get to work. Right. Well then, so it was really slow. And then all of a sudden the streets got plowed, people were able to get out, and we got absolutely buried because we were one of the only restaurants open. Yeah. And all I could think of was y'all don't have food at home. <laughs> okay. Now there's a grocery store down yeah, the street. <laughs> totally. Like, why did you come here? <laughs> okay. And I think about what did we all do? Well, that manager, and I think we had two managers that day for whatever reason. Yeah. They chipped in and they, they helped and they bartended and they did. And I think what that group of people short staff did for that one time was, was awesome. We all felt good about it. We didn't get more money. The managers thanked us, told us good job. We, I, I think we got to like pick whatever we wanted off, off the menu instead of the normal, you know, Hey, go have a, go have a burger or something kind of thing. Yeah. We have those one-off things. Let's celebrate those one-offs. If someone's, not feeling engaged newsflash as a leader. I can't make them feel engaged. Of course I have a responsibility. I, I need to have a relationship with them. I need to treat them with respect. I need to communicate with them in a way they can hear. Am I, you know, am I recognizing them with their love language? All of those things. Yes, I need to do. And if I'm doing those things and they don't feel engaged, there's nothing I can do. Okay. So Scott, yes. And I'm going to go back to your restaurant story. Yeah. Your managers did two things in there that maybe is more like this $4 cup of coffee idea. Okay. One, they pitched in, they didn't stand on the sidelines. Okay. They said, Hey, you know, I am also going to be part of solving this problem. I am not just going to dictate how to solve the problem. And they probably did things that they normally would have staff do, but they did them, okay? And probably did that completely willingly. Like, of course, like, you know, it's it, that's what needs to be done. I'm going to do that. Didn't even think about it. Stepped in and didn't even think about it. 
The second thing, though, that they did do is they did reward you, right? You came back and said, hey, you can have anything on the menu, not just the low price item stuff. That is a four buck cup of coffee. It's like, hey, guys, it's special. All right. That is very different than giving someone 20 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, right? It's a small gesture. Those two things are small gestures. I'm not, they- I, I don't, I don't disagree with those. I don't find the way the author, and again, I didn't read just the description, right? That was if, just if, the way that know, Isabel explained it, right? Am, so we don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it to me, it's more about what's the problem. Is the problem short staffed? Hey, it looks like for the next month, we're going to be short staffed or the next two months, we're going to be short staffed. And I need to do something to recognize and support and step in. Or is it we had one busy day and therefore that triggered that employee to feel disengaged and they carried that disengagement? As a leader, I can't do anything about that. So, Scott, I guess I I would look at this broader. So I think you've narrowed down on just how he had this epiphany at the Starbucks. Okay. And and I when I heard Isabel talk about this, I I actually looked at a much broader perspective. It is this piece that says, as a leader, as an organization, what are you doing continually that is more like this four dollar cup of coffee, something small, okay, that literally continues to ante in, right? It's the deposit in the emotional bank account, Covey's concept, to keep telling your employees that they're important. Because ultimately, I do think that that is a retention strategy. It's this piece that says, hey, I noticed. It's this piece that says, you're individual human being and I see you and I notice you and I recognize the contributions that you make. I also notice when you're not having like the best week or the best month. And what are we doing in those circumstances to make sure that we are depositing in that those situations so that we don't get to the place where that employee says, there's so much of a deficit here that I want to leave. And Scott, this is one of the things, and by the way, you do this really well because your language of love is gifts. And so I remember when you sent the staff little care packages, right? And what shows up at their door is here's a whole box of snacks, right? And it's like this person got chips and cookies and this person, and it was a wonderful gesture. And I know that not all of the staff even sent anything to you when you sent that. Okay. But here's the piece. How many organizations notice does something like that? Uh, If we do step back and look at it at a broader, I agree. And I think for me, the struggle is as a leader, I have some responsibilities. And as as a staff member, there is a responsibility as well. And I can truly, I can only do so much. Correct. Again, I have I have to treat people with respect, and I have to respect what they do and and uh, appreciate what they do. And it really is the factors, right? Do I do I know them as a person, and do do I communicate with them in their preferred preferred style? More detail, less detail, etc. Are they a member of the team? Do you include them? 
in the in the right things? Do you grow and develop them? So I, I do see that. Yes. Are you doing that with purpose as a leader? Absolutely, for sure, totally. I totally agree. I think my risk point with this is when I hear this, I think the risk is people are going to jump to what do I need to give to people? And if we're not paying attention to the things I just said, giving them is meaningless. (laughs) Oh, wow. That is a big word, Scott. Okay, you do know this is a podcast, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure that somebody could beat that. (laughs) Okay, we have Scott kind of jumped over, which means he's really passionate about this. Okay, so Scott, I agree with you. Now, you know, what I am hearing in, in your kind of, really forceful way is that you can give and give and give and give and give. And some employees are going to take and take and take and take and not give back, not still not be engaged. And it's, I do think it's so yes. And it's also, are you purposefully giving? So are you doing it in the right way in the mode that they can hear all of these things versus Oh, hey, good job. Here's a here's a cup of coffee. I and I, I know and, and and so I think that the pieces that's the piece of context that I think is important. That well, it's not and- it's not saying that that is wrong. It's just saying if I'm doing it because oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. We're missing the point. Well, we've done recognition programs inside of companies where it, I still remember people going, "Okay, today's Friday." I've been told I have to recognize three people every week. What am I going to do? And then they go to a list and they just pick something and they don't really tie it to anything meaningful. And so it becomes a task, not a thoughtful and real. And it's something that I, as a leader, it was meaningful to me. So therefore, I want to make sure that this other person knows that. And anytime you talk about doing recognition in a vacuum and just do it because, okay, that's, that's foolish. It is absolutely foolish. And so your point is it needs to be individualized. Yes. All right. The point that I also hear you say is it needs to be meaningful and intentional. And if you look at from that standpoint, you may do something for this person over here that is very different than something that you might do for that person over there. For some people, it is going to be gifts, right? Scott, that's your language. For me, it's like, hey, spend time with me. Let's have a meeting. Let's have a conversation. Let's do some work together because I am about that collaboration, about you know being in relationship with someone. Those are our love languages. And if anybody on our staff knows that, it's how do you make Scott light up? Find something meaningful to him that fits his personality. Give that what makes me light up. Let's have a conversation. So it completely makes sense that it's individualized and the person needs to do that not to get something, right? The person needs to do something because it's in response to something that was meaningful. So I agree with what you just said. I also think the, the, underlying message of this is there are a lot of organizations that don't see the need to treat people individually and to have that person feel felt, feel seen and heard. And 
when we just see people as rotating, I can just put another one in there, can put another one in there, put another one in there. I think that individuals then say, I'm not special. I'm not needed. I'm not appreciated. And so I'm going to start looking. And I do think that as an organization, as a leader, we need to recognize that people need to be be seen as special, as needed, as part of the solution. And when we go that little bit of extra mile to see them as individuals, and when they do anything, not everything, not every single day, but making sure that there are times that we respond to that specialness in a way that that lets them know that we appreciate them. And I think sometimes we get so flipping busy, we don't do it. And Scott, I think there are also those employees who will not do anything until you dangle something in front of them. And that sometimes is what sours leaders to be that kind of leader that treats people specially because they've been burned in the past by these folks that are like, you know, they don't even know that what you're doing is special. They don't even know that if they went someplace else, no one would see them like that. And so sometimes they don't appreciate that extra effort. And I think organizations get kind of sick and tired of that. And so they give up. And I don't think we should give up. Yeah, I very much agree. To me, it is is really about what, as an organization, what are you doing with purpose to connect with that person and appreciate what they do yeah. versus going to give you a, a token, a credit, a whatever. In my right. company, years ago, it was turkeys for, for Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. They took and, away and the turkeys. Wrong, yeah. and, we've, and I've been part of organizations that have done you know, turkeys at Thanksgiving and hams at Christmas or something. And and again, I think all of that is totally appropriate, right? right? It's a way to give back. And the, one of the organizations I work for, um, you could opt to not take it and any extras would be donated to the food pantry. Oh, that's cool. Right. So you could say like, I'm not going to take mine. And then, you know, they, there was a certain number that was purchased and then any extras would go to the food well, pantry. Scott, that was, I've, I've never heard that before. Yeah. So that is cool. And that would speak to a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I know a, a group of people in our organization, you know, they don't cook. Right? Right. So the idea of a turkey or ham, it's like that. I don't want that. Right. But the idea that it could be donated to someone in need. That is a really cool idea and another way to feed their soul, right? We're taking the thing that we gave to you and giving it to someone else right? in a way. And that person truly needs it more than you do. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> and so, you know, so, so there are things like that, that you can do. You, so I think there's things you can do for the masses like that. Then it yeah. is really about connecting with that person on the individual level and if truly you can't connect with them, you likely have a mismatch right. on your team or culturally or whatever that is. And then you have to make a hard call. Well, and you know, that is part of this big research, right? One, do we have them in the right job? Two, as a leader, am I connected with them and seeing how they contribute and leading in a way that helps them grow, right? Three, do we put them on a team where they really can like connect with the other people that they're working with? And then four, is the organization doing their job in terms of policies and those types of things? It really is that big picture. 
But it is interesting in that is and to remember as a leader, yeah, you you do have to spend some time and in figuring out how you can help that individual know that they're special in whatever way that is. And if if it doesn't work, yeah, then you gotta like say it's not a good match. And you know, uh my my niece the other day asked me a question. We were talking and and she was like, why can't it always work, right? Why can't every company always work? Can't you find a way to make it work? And the answer is no. It is a match, just like a marriage is a match, just like a best friend is a match, just like, right? It's a match. And truly, I think both sides of that need to say, I am looking for my match. Now, it's not just one perfect company, but it is a place where me as an employee what organization, what team, what leader, and the organization itself, what job, and what employee would fit here. And and once you understand those matches, I think that retention becomes much, much, much easier. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.